0: Westover, how are you guys doing? tonight? I. Well, uh, if you've never met me or seen me or seen anything here at the church related to me, I am um, I am your resident. Thank you, by the way, for this. It covers up some. This is nice. You're welcome. Can I get one of these for all of my selfies? <laughs> uh, enough said. Uh, I'm Pastor Will. I'm the kids' pastor here on the Northwest campus. Yeah, name is. Pastor Jonathan, and I get the privilege of being a middle school pastor
1: here in Northwest. I'm Pastor Tito, I'm your high school and young adults pastor. Well, we are so thrilled that you joined us tonight. We are in the middle of a series called Finish Strong. And today we wanted to take an opportunity to help you and your family close off the Christmas season strong. And tonight we're specifically focusing on the family. So we understand that raising kids can be intimidating. And those of you who have teenagers are like, oh, you don't, you don't even know. You don't even know Pastor Tito. And so what we wanted to do tonight is, is we understand that there's so many areas you can get advice. There are a million books you can read. Some of you have all of them. There are, there are tons of blogs. There are tons, tons of people on Instagram that you could follow. But we wanted to break it down into kind of some bite-sized portions and just kind of offer you some ways to finish strong by maximizing on some key moments.
0: Yeah, so we sat down as a ministry staff and we wanted to kind of pull together. Is it, we, we love speaking on stage, but we'd much rather just hang out with you guys and share a plate of tacos or brisket. That, Come on. Uh, that's my heart, personally. Uh, I'd rather sit across a table from you and have a conversation and share the experience of my 10-plus years of ministry and their years of ministry and hear your experience as a parent. So we thought let's uh, imagine for a second there's a giant table. It can be whatever food you like. If you're on a diet, it's okay. I won't judge you. Uh, but imagine for a second we're just sitting at a table having a conversation, talking about ways that we can maximize uh, the time that we have. So we looked at um, Deuteronomy chapter six, and in there we felt like there was a pattern that we could follow, and there were three keywords that we came up with, and those were modeling, meetings, and remind me the third one. Moments. Moments. That's not the one I'm talking about. So that's the one I had a hard time with. But we feel like if you can maximize on these three things, that it'll help you finish strong in 2019. Absolutely.
1: And and so as we get started and we talk about this whole idea of modeling, we're not quite talking about what you do down the runway. You know, you're snapping your pictures and got your hair all did. But specifically, we're just talking about us being wise about the example that we set for the people in our lives. And you know as well as I do that when someone says do as I say, not as I do, they tend to lose credibility in our eyes. And our heart is is to just remind us all in the room that there are eyes watching us, whether they're little kids, whether they're middle schoolers, whether they're high schoolers, whether they're young adults. But when you model what it looks like to follow Jesus and live for Jesus in front of them, that that does a great deal. And in fact, our hope is that your kids would like catch you praying at some point and and that your kids would know when it is that you spend time in God's word. Yeah, that's right. You know what, as
2: you're talking about modeling, as a parent, I just know that I don't always do so well at this. And so I'm just curious, do you guys have a story where you haven't done well at modeling
0: Yeah, so you know in Deuteronomy 6, it says impress these things on your children um, when you sit down at home, when you walk on the road. And what God God is saying here is that your kids are always watching. They're literally always watching when you don't think they are. And so the other day I was driving to church, which I live really close. It's like a three-minute drive to church. Traffic is a bear in the mornings. Uh, So (laughs) we're on our way to church, and I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn Um, because I love my wife, and I love kids, and life is great. (laughs) And all God's people said, amen. Amen. (laughs) And so my 13-year-old and my 2-year-old are in the back, and they're having a heated, heated discussion about uh, probably princesses or or unicorns. I don't remember which day it was. It was one or the other. And out of nowhere, my 3-year-old Adeline looks at her sister and says so loudly, she goes, Brookie? You're the worst. And Brookie breaks out into <laughs> And at that moment, my wife and I both looked at each other like, look what you did. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's uh, probably not a great <laughs> It's way true. You know, we
2: say things that, like, our kids catch on to and things that we probably shouldn't say around the house, like, look what you did. But, uh, Pastor Tito, I'm curious, do you have a moment or an instance that you could say this is a great way to model, especially in this Christmas season?
1: oh yeah so recently we have a a family in our church they have a young adult and they also have a high school student and uh, our family got the opportunity to just kind of hang out with them and go look at Christmas lights and some fun stuff like that. And it's just really cool to see the way this family models having faith conversation with their students and just making faith a normal part of life. And and to where their other teenagers around and the other young adults around see that as, hey, this is normative. And I think that's such an important and such a great way to model it in front of your, in front of your family. So. Also, Pastor Will, a rumor has it, you mentioned that meetings are another great way to help us finish strong. If you want to unpack that. Yeah. First.
0: So, um, if you're like me and you work in an organization, you think of meetings, you don't usually think of something that is fun and life-giving. Um, But when you're talking about meetings with your kids, we're really talking about moments that you can meet your kids. Um, In Acts chapter two, it talks about the early church and says they devoted themselves to reading the teachings of the apostles, to fellowship and to breaking bread together. And what they did is they set time, they prioritized time in their schedules that they discipled their children by teaching them what the Bible said and showing them how to apply that in their lives. Uh, The way I like to think of it is if your life is like a song. Now, sometimes it's a symphony, sometimes it's hardcore, sometimes it's uh, freestyle jazz, it's just everywhere. But if you think of it as a rhythm uh, and how a song progresses, it's not so much that you're trying to change the tempo or the beat of the song, it's not so much that you're trying to add more lyrics into the song, it's just, you're trying to find moments within the song that you can highlight that will change the experience. Like it reminds me of, and I'm, I'm not old enough to have known this song when it, I'm not really a contemporary with this song, but those of you who before you knew Jesus knew this song, um, there's, a, there's an old uh, song, well, it's Neil Diamond, so I guess it has to oh, be yeah, old, right? There's a Neil Diamond song called Sweet Caroline. Uh, you don't have to raise your hand if you're familiar with it. I know who you are, it's okay. Your eyes just lit up. You're like, oh, I know that song. No, I never heard that song. Um, that song's wonderful. You hear the song, it progresses. I'm not really sure what it's about, but it's a fantastic song. But it's even better when you hear it in an arena. If you're ever in a game or you're at a, like a soccer game or you're at a, a public event and they play it on, you hear that that rasp uh, voice. He says a line, sweet Caroline. And if you've ever been in a crowd, when they say sweet Caroline, what do you do? Bah, bah, bah. You can do better than that. When they say sweet Caroline, what do you do? <laughs> that wasn't Everyone's any better. Everyone's like, what key are we in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they say, good times never seem so good. And they say, so okay, we can oh. do better than this. <laughs> we are better together here at Westover, <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right, so let's try. I'll be, I'll be Neil and you be the crowd. Are we going to do this? All right, so here we go. So <clears throat> sweet Caroline. The good times never seem so good. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) Now what's so fun about that isn't that they necessarily added more to the song. It's that they they found a spot in the song that they could just add in a little bit. It wasn't making more. It was just highlighting one part of the song that they could jump in and make it more meaningful.
2: You know, that's so good. But I think the reason why that works as a song is because they found the perfect moment. And I think what we struggle with as parents is what is the moment that we can actually fit into in this season and actually, you know, have these times, these meetings, these intentional moments with our kids? you have, you know, any help with how we can fit those
0: times in? Yeah, so uh, especially in the holidays, like uh, schedules are so crazy. Um, so, in trying to make Christmas happen, um your kids can kind of get lost in the fray of that uh, i' remember growing up as a kid that would happen. Uh, we were a pastor 's kid, so like by the time I got to christmas i didn 't even want Christmas dinner anymore. I was done with it. I was like,' just give me the presents, you go your way i 'll go my way. We have this understanding um but I think for me um something i 've seen that 's worked really well for parents is to um set a priority on it is make sure that with the change in the tempo of the season, with the craziness that goes along, that you're specifically setting times with your kids, that you can focus on what the Bible is teaching and where they're at in their lives with Christ.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that's so good, as well as do we have some practical things to talk about? Once you get this time, you figure it out, you sit down with them, do you just go, uh, Jesus? Or like, what do you like, what do you talk about? What are some methods that you can use while you're meeting with them and
0: talking with them in this season? Um, So it may be, um, you know, there's only a couple more days of school, so maybe you highlight uh, on the way to school, you highlight that moment and you say, okay, well, this is a moment that happens within the natural rhythm of my life. I'm going to highlight this moment. We're going to talk about Jesus for a little bit. We're not just going to pray for his presence to control the room. We're going to ask him to be in this conversation. We're going to do that. Um, it could be as simple as I know a family, they're good friends of mine. Every Saturday um, they go and they get barbacoa tacos and Big Red. I'm down. Every, <laughs> they've never invited me, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm you not a part who of the family. Uh, he's not my father. <laughs> it's whatever. Part of God's family, it's whatever. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, no, they, they set that time everywhere, and it's non-negotiable. It, it's, it, it doesn't have to be something, and that's the thing. You're not trying to create something perfect, you're just trying to create something consistent. It'll never be perfect.
1: Absolutely, and, and I think that's why it's so important, like Pastor Will said, to schedule it and, and make it a date. So dads, this is a great time to take your daughter, go get donuts or, or whatever it is that she likes, or moms, take your son and go do something like that. But there's just something really special that, that even uh, as adults, that we can pinpoint moments like that when our parents kind of took us away and said, this night's just about you and it's just about me. Let's have some conversations and let's just kind of catch up and see, see what's going on in your world.
2: You know, so we talked about modeling, then we talked about meeting, and the last one is, is moments. And um, if we could categorize moment and kind of explain it, moments are these critical situations and instances in which you're able to leverage this time or leverage that specific situation to grow a student or a child's faith towards God. And so uh, it's kind of like when we were talking about Deuteronomy chapter 6, and God is saying, you know, oh, Lord, I mean, uh, oh, oh Israel, your your Lord is one. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And then he commands them, you know, spread this with your kids. And so when you look at that, it's kind of involving modeling because it's saying you live it out. But then it's also involving meeting because it's kind of setting the tempo that says every day, wherever you go, whenever you're out, make sure that you're modeling this and meeting with your kids and talking with them about it. But moments are... Moments are these specific times where something happens and you get to expedite that process. It's almost like, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those jack-in-the-boxes. I don't know around food all day, but it's not a, not the food place, right? Jack-in-the-box is like the actual toy. Uh, and if you've ever seen these jack-in-the-boxes, it's kind of like that where you're, you're cranking it, you're cranking it, and then... It happens. You're you're not ready for it whatsoever. Gets me every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> every so time. it's like that. Your daily process, your weekly process, where you're modeling your meeting. You're modeling your meeting. You're taking the kids to school. You're picking them up from school. You're taking the practice. You're picking them up from practice. You have dinner. And bam, something happens. And it could be good or it could be bad. But you can leverage that specific moment. You can maximize that by leveraging it towards their faith in Christ. And so an instance would kind of be like, uh, we have a staff member who uh, has two children and an older one, and a younger one, and the older one decided to have a counseling session with the younger one when the parents went around and said, hey, listen, Santa isn't real, all right? told the younger one. The younger one is appalled and surprised, is like, this isn't true. So she goes to school the next day and she has counseling sessions with the rest of her friends, right? So she tells them, guys, guess what I heard? Santa's not real. All your toys, everything's fake, right? This parent gets a call from the school and they're like, your kid ruined Christmas, right? immediately they have an opportunity to leverage this moment right they can they could talk to their kids because their kids are like you lied to me my whole life right you can talk to them and you can help them take that towards a faith moment maybe you have a middle schooler and they committed to doing something like banned and 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 they're like "Uh, you know what i don't want to do this anymore and like first of all you've only done it for three weeks right we paid for everything we already got everything scheduled In that moment, in that conversation, what you can do is you can talk to them about commitments. You can leverage those specific moments, whether good or bad. Maybe it's a high schooler that wants to get baptized, and now you get to talk with them about your faith and why it's important to demonstrate that. Or maybe you have a young adult that has experienced the loss, right? They broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend that was the one, and they looked at them and said, no, not the one, right? And now now they're struggling, and you get an opportunity to maximize those moments. Moments are these things that are that we don't get to choose when they happen, but they're moments that surprise us like a jack in a box But when they happen, we can leverage it towards God's faith and begin to do the repetitive again,
1: you know? That's it. And Pastor Will, I know you have a story along these lines. To be
0: fair, it's not my story. It's just one that I, I heard a mom telling me. And um, she we were at a conference and she was telling the story. Uh, about a a moment that just happened. She was on her way home from work and she grabbed uh, some frozen, she stopped by the store, she grabbed some frozen vegetables and a rotisserie chicken because that's healthy, right? And so she's just trying to be a good mom. She's trying to feed her kids. She gets home and she has three kids. She has like a three-year-old, an eight-year-old girl and an 11-year-old boy. And as she's cutting apart the chicken furiously, trying to get it ready just so she can feed her kids and knock one thing off of her list, her seven-year-old daughter is just bawling her eyes out like (laughs) I didn't want the chicken to die (laughs) why do we have to eat a dead chicken what was its name And the mom, trying to be as understanding and as loving as possible, is like, sweetheart, it's okay. It's all right. We eat chickens. It's, it's a thing that we do. And the older brother decided he's going to be the, the superhero. He's going to be the knight in shining armor. He steps in. He's like, it's okay. You eat chickens all the time. Eggs are like baby chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Which did not help the situation the way he thought he would. Then she goes into a village chickens how could you do that dad comes in deciding oh i'm going to be the authority on this one gives the most reasonable answer possible and says you know what sweetheart don't worry the chick the eggs that you were going to eat they would never become baby chickens and all was quiet until the 11 year old goes oh i get it the rooster didn't do its job and in that moment the mom's like How did I go from cutting up a chicken to talking about birds and the bees with my eight-year-old? How did I get here?
2: That's right. You know, and in these these moments, they pop out of nowhere. You're not ready for them. They could be something great, like maybe your family uh, has a great op- job opportunity. You have to move, and I have to explain it. But but either way, you can choose these moments and leverage them. But one thing I would definitely note is when you have these moments, and as you're talking to the to your children or your students, uh, it is critical that when it surprises you, that you don't respond with anger or you don't respond by uh, flipping out on them because what will happen is this is a moment for trust. If you can handle this conversation, you can handle the one they're hiding from you, but they really need to get out to you, right? And so each of these moments are leveraged towards something that's bigger and towards something that's better in that moment.
1: Absolutely, and and we can't tell you as, as youth pastors how often we have conversations with students who, something big is going on in their lives and they desperately, they want to tell somebody and they just don't feel comfortable talking to mom and dad because, well, last time I brought up something that wasn't even as close to as big as this is. They just flipped out. And so let me encourage you to, to, if you need to look in the mirror and practice your poker face and become unshockable like uh, uh, let's make sure we get that down because you are paving the way for that trust and and you are you are leading the way and saying hey i'm a safe place and i'm your mom i'm your dad and i care about you and i'm gonna be here no matter what yeah,
2: and so what, what we want and what we encourage and what we really think, and that's why this gift is here because we think the greatest gift that you could give this year to your, to your family is to finish strong, to grow in your faith, to be closer in your walk with God, to, to, to model it, to demonstrate it everywhere you go. That means even when it's the Christmas rush and you're trying to get the gift and someone else grabs it before you, you can model what Christian behavior is in that moment. That also means meeting having an intentional moment with kids, having an intentional moment with your children, even though it may be difficult for a high school and young adult meeting with them and, and talking about their faith, growing and giving them, making them sure that they're in their Bible as well. but lastly using these these moments that we can use for God and directing their faith towards God with these unexpected things that may happen in this season. So if you wouldn't mind standing with us, we want to, like we said, we want to encourage every family to finish and finish strong. To really point your family and, and, and your kids and your spouses towards God in this season and give them the gift that really does matter, which is a strong family. Because statistics show that when families are better and families are stronger, the kids are greater. You And I'm, I'm, I'm reading this book right now and it's talking about generational faith, how to pass it on. And what it says is something that just kind of hit me in my heart. It says, the first generation experiences God, and so they know who he is. They had this catalytic moment that made their faith say, this is real. But they don't always pass that on. Instead, they just pass on the knowledge to the next generation. So the next generation has an experience, but they just know he exists. And then the third generation, they have no experience no knowledge of way to solve that solution is by making sure every generation has an experience with God, has a genuine faith-growing experience with God. And that's what we want out of this year. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to pray with you and then dismiss you. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that we would have moments that are intentional in this season, that we would model in everything that we do and what we say and what we focus on and where our heart is directed towards you. Lord, that we would use these moments that we have and point our children and our family towards you as well so that at the end of this season, we'll be able to say our kids have experienced you and they know who you are and they're better. We love you. This is your mind of me Amen and amen. Thank you so much. You all have a great week.